Please turn with me once again to First Peter. I'm going to read simply three verses this morning. We've been looking at the stone imagery, and we're going to begin our time uh, today looking at these three verses. We, we want to spend the most of our time, or the bulk of our time, this session exploring Psalm 118 and Isaiah 8 from where the quotes that we're going to read in these verses and uh, 6 through 8 find their source. Uh, then in the final video, or 2, we want to look at Daniel chapter 2. So let's read our portion together. This is in 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to simply read verses 6, 7, and 8. It says here, Therefore it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a rock, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word, to which they were also appointed. And the Lord allowed his blessing to the reading of his precious word. Now you remember from last time we looked in Isaiah chapter 28 from which we're, we're, we're going to go back to Jack, uh, chapter 28 of Isaiah again uh, this morning for just a few moments. It's, it's critical because it's a central portion of what we're finding here. Um, we found there that those who put their trust in the stone will not be put to shame. Now the, the New English translation translates this portion uh, like this. Look, I am laying a stone in Zion, an approved stone set in place as a precious cornerstone for the foundation. The one who maintains his faith will not panic. Now that's that's a very good translation, a more even more literal translation, if you will, of the verses that verse that we find in Isaiah chapter 28. He will not be the one who places his faith in Christ will not hurry. Literally, having the idea of, of stability, he will have a sense of stability about him, just like the foundation on which he lays. There will be a sense of stability in him, a sense of hope within him. The one who has faith in this stone will not panic. He will not panic at that which he experiences around him. For he has faith in the Lord who has laid the stone. The one who maintains his faith holds on to it in the midst of all the confusing things. He will not be afraid. Now, this verse, when it comes in Isaiah chapter 28, as we've seen in the past, it's rather stunning where it comes. It's rather a startling change of approach. Isaiah, by using this adverb, therefore, demonstrates the, the consequence now. He demonstrates the consequence of what precedes it. Because of all the destruction that is coming, because even those who, who claim to have a faith in, in the Lord and, and they were mocking Isaiah, as we saw in the past. 
because of all this destruction, because of all this judgment that is pending for the people of Israel, it's coming upon you, Isaiah would say, the master Adonai Yahweh says to the remnant, he says to the remnant, Behold, I lay in Zion. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Whoever believes will not be in a panic when he sees all of these things hoping, uh, happening. It forms this theological exchange of sorts, from that of judgment to that of hope for the remnant. Yahweh's redemptive plan is unveiled yet again to them against the backdrop of all this pending destruction. Messiah will come. Now, it's only one verse, but what a powerful verse it is. This stone becomes a metaphor, if you will, it becomes a, a messianic title, and it's a construction metaphor. We are well aware that the stone or the rock metaphor is often used about God, that he is our rock, he is our fortress. But the cornerstone is not used often. It's uniquely used of the Messiah. For example, if you were to go now to, to Psalm 118, in Psalm 118, we find that the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our sight. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. When the Lord is speaking to the priests, when our Lord Jesus is speaking to the priests and the elders of the people, you'll remember in, in Matthew 21, he speaks to them in this context through a series of parables. In the parable uh, in chapter 21 of Matthew of the wicked vine dressers, those wicked men say, when the owner of the vineyard sends his son, come, let us kill him. Let us kill him and we will we will obtain now the inheritance. They rejected the son. They cast him out. And the master was going to rightly so destroy them for doing so and give the vineyard to others. And then he adds challenge to them. He adds this challenge to them in the form of a question coming out of Psalm 118. Have you never read the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Now we find that same story in Luke chapter 26. And Acts 4 also quotes this portion to point that the Lord Jesus, point to us that the Lord Jesus is the only way in which salvation can be found. Now there's an element in the Isaiah 28 text that is not quoted by the New Testament uh, writers, not quoted in by our Lord even in the um, in the Gospels. It, there are two words that are there. Tried, as in the tried stone, and then not only the tried stone, but the precious stone. 
the tried precious cornerstone, or the sure foundation. The tried stone, the sure foundation. Those two adjectives, if you will, are not quoted. Now, some have seen in this idea of the tried stone, uh, some have seen it as a word that was perhaps borrowed from an Egyptian word, word which speaks of a of a great of a, um, a fine grain stone that can be carved into, so that you can chip and carve into it. And and in this view, God is going to inscribe on that cornerstone, "He who believes will trust." I think the basis for this is is a bit weak. Although the picture is nice, the the basis, I think, is weak. I think it is better for us to see it in the more conventional, and I would suggest sensible way. It is a stone that is approved. It has been put to the test, metaphorically. It has been put to the test and passed. Now, the word translated foundation is found only here and once more in 2 Chronicles 8. And there in 2 Chronicles 8 is being used of the foundation for the temple that Solomon would be, uh, would be building or would build. Again, a phrase not quoted in the New Testament by our Lord or by any of the New Testament writers is a sure foundation. It is a tried stone. It is a firm foundation. This foundation stone is firmly placed, or as the New American Standard Version would say, and if you, you may read this in the margin, it says, it is well laid. It is set in place, as the New uh, English translation would put it. It is a stone, a sure foundation. It is set in place. Now, this is affirming the meaning that we find in 1 Peter chapter 2, that they will be honored. So he says, therefore contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in, in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious. He who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. He is precious. On the other hand, to those who do not believe, Jesus does not stop being the stone. He still is the stone. Only you receive no honor from it. So on the one hand, to those who believe that Jesus is indeed the chosen honored stone, for them there is honor. On the other hand, to those who do not believe Jesus is the stone, he doesn't mean he stops becoming the stone. He is still a stone. But in words drawn now from Psalm 118, the stones which the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone, regardless of what they think, regardless of how they respond. He will become and has become the stone. There is no honor for them. And worse, as the next verse will show, the stone will destroy them. The, the Lord Jesus uses it that way in Matthew 21 that we've just referred to. There he's citing, citing Daniel chapter 2 and the stone cut without hands that crushes the image as well as what we find in, in Isaiah chapter 8. So here he says, Therefore to you who believe, he is precious. Now, the word precious, again, is a, is a feminine noun. And he says, 
You who believe, see his value. You who believe, see his value. It is the preciousness to you. It is the timai, it is the preciousness. We see the valley, uh, the value in him. We see the honor that is in him. And as a result, we receive the honor of knowing him and living with him and adoring him. Now, let's go back again to Psalm chapter 118, from which these quotes come. This is where we wanted to spend the bulk of our time uh, this morning or today, whenever it is that you happen to be listening to this video. Here, the psalmist is praising God for his mercy, praising God for the mercy that he has shown to, to them. And surely we can join in with the psalmist and praise God for the mercy that we have uh, received from his hand. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Now let Israel say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. I called on the Lord in distress and he answered me. Verse eight, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. And on and on he goes, speaking about the mercy and the confidence that one has in placing himself um, on the Lord Jesus Christ, or on the Lord, trusting in him, resting in him. And then he comes down to verse um, eight, 19. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go through them, and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. I will praise you, for you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, or Hosanna, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord. He has given us light. You notice how he connects now in this psalm. We we see it out of out of Matthew chapter twenty seven and other places where we see the triumphal entry of our Lord Jesus Christ into Jerusalem on that final week of his life, where they say, "Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord." Save now, Hosanna in the highest. Save now, and that stone which the builders would reject finally and completely has become. The chief cornerstone. It is the rock on which the, the church is built. It is the rock on which the the uh, we have been built together into this holy temple in the Lord. It is this rock, this foundation, this stone which the builders have rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. Blessed is he who has come in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who gave his life for us. 
bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God. I will praise you. You are my God. I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. And truly, the sacrifice was bound to the altar, the altar of the cross, and it was lifted up. And his blood became the blood of the atonement. His blood became the blood by which salvation was secured for all mankind. And the stone which was rejected became the chief cornerstone. And it is marvelous in our eyes. And for that, we thank the Lord. Now, let's go to Isaiah chapter 8. This is where we get the next portion that the, the Lord speaks of, and that Peter quotes. He says, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious. He is the precious one. He is the adjective that is precious, describing who he is. And he who believes on him will not be in panic. He will not be put to shame. Therefore, to you who are believing, and it's a present tense, active participle, to you who are believing is the preciousness, is the honor of knowing him, the honor of him. But to those who are disobedient, and disobedient has the idea of those who are not persuaded, those who do not believe, those who have not accepted him as savior, the stone which they have rejected, the builders have rejected, has become the chief cornerstone. And it becomes now a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And that portion comes out of out of uh, Isaiah chapter 8. So you turn there for a moment and we'll conclude with this portion so our video doesn't go on too long today. But if, here we find it in Isaiah chapter 8. He's talking about the time when the Assyrians will come and invade Israel. They're going to come and invade the land. And the people are seeking counsel from different ones. And they're seeking counsel and they accept the counsel of the false prophets. Who say, there's, no, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to be afraid of. God is, God is not going to give you over to them. Don't be afraid. They take counsel together. And the counsel comes to nothing. Because God has already determined that he is going to send punishment. He is going to send uh, judgment upon his people for their sin. For the Lord spoke to me, he says in verse 11. Now Isaiah is speaking with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people. Saying, do not say a conspiracy concerning all this people call conspiracy. Nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts will the Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. He will be as a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to both houses of Israel as a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble and they shall fall and be broken and be snared. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples, and I will wait on the Lord who hides his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given 
to me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. I will trust in him. He will become a stone of which over which people will stumble. They will not believe. They will not trust. They will not put their hope in him. He will be a rock of a stone of stumbling. He will be a rock that brings offense. He will be a rock that that uh, uh, they stumble over. Both the houses of Israel. How we can praise the Lord this morning for His mercy. How we can praise the Lord this morning for His help. How we can praise the Lord this morning for the stone which we have not rejected. The stone which we have placed our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ on whom he is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. They stumble being disobedient. They were unwilling to be persuaded as Hebrews tells us in chapter 3 and in chapter 6. They were unwilling to be persuaded. They stumble being unwilling to be persuaded by the word of God to which they were appointed. Praise God for his precious word. Praise God for the faith and trust that he has given to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. We'll end there and we'll pick up again from this point next time together. God bless you, my beloved.